That's the podcast coach for September 30th, 2017, International Podcast Day. Let's get ready to podcast. We have to dance. All right, there it is. The fun-filled Saturday music. That means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. And uh, we are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live if you want to come over and get your question answered. Or if you want to jump on in, it's askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And joining me from podcastwebsites.com. And if we say pretty please, she might actually give us a demo later. Uh, did you know that? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, cool. It's the one and only Ramona Rice. Ramona, thanks for coming on the show. What's up, everyone? Dave, thank you so much for having me. We're already dispelling myths that people who work for competing podcast companies um, right. can't be friends. Oh, my God. A lips in person and a podcast websites person are actually talking to each other. That's right. Dogs and cats living together. Complete mayhem. <laughs> just people. Calm down. Yeah. I just in the in all the communities. Sometimes I just want to go like use my mom voice and go no and stop that with some <laughs> of these people. Good morning, everyone. My, happy, uh, happy Happy International Podcast Day, Dave. That's it. I actually went to the mall last night and was talking to random strangers. Going, wait, wait, were, were you like like being like a Mormon missionary? Have you found the church? I actually podcasting? walked in because it was funny because I would walk up first of all, and people do not believe this behind this is a very shy person and at podcast movement. I can talk to anybody cause I can just walk up to you and go, what's your show? Yeah. It, uh, random people at a mall. It was like, I was just do it. You can, you know, I just was making myself do it and I would walk up to people and I go, Hey, can I bug you for like two minutes? And you could just see the wall come up like, Oh, good God. He's going to tell me about Jesus or try to sell me something or whatever. And I'm like, and so I just say, escape from one of those mall kiosks. Yeah. And he wants to scrub my hand. And I'd be like, I'm, I'm not selling you anything. I said, tomorrow's international podcast day. And I just need to know, do you know what a podcast is? And they'd be like, no. And I go, I bet then you haven't listened to one yet. And they'd go, you're right. And I'm like, okay, would you like to learn? And they'd go, no. And I go, all right, thank you very much. So you'll hear a lot of that on uh, Monday <laughs> School of Podcasting. I'm trying to, so funny. I'm looking at going, how am I going to turn this into content? So that'll be fun. But I just. Yeah, I mean that. That's the. That's really. I, I love what Roman Mars said at um, Podcast Movement 2015. I think his his keynote is one of the most impactful in our industry, and I wish everybody could listen to it. Um, really, Dan and Jarrett should just make that public because I think he ended it with like, "Stop fighting with each other. The war is out there." And then that's where it starts, guys. Like before you do anything, the war is out there. Just getting grown ups to listen to your shows. That's the war. Focus well, on that. What was interesting. And I can't do too much of this because people will say, hey, Dave, you did a repeat on the School of Podcasting. But it was either like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or like I walked up to three guys and I go, hey, can I, you know, bug for Tuesday? And like, tomorrow's International Podcast Day. Do you guys listen to podcasts? And one guy's like, hell yeah. And I'm like, okay. And it was like, and then they're like, oh, I love this one and that one. So you were either all in or like, mm -hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. So that was kind of. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. So, but the cool thing was that Podcast Movement, Ramona and I were talking and, and we got to talking about all the questions that we hear all the time. All the time. And I thought, you know what? Since it's International Podcast Day, let's do podcast greatest hits and uh, just go down the line. Now, if you have a question for those of you that are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, and it's not one of the, we'll, 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 we will graciously answer any question you have, like always. But, yeah. but uh, if you, um, we thought we would hit uh, the ones that uh, come up the most. So uh, Ramona, I will let you start first. 
Oh, excellent. Okay. The first one Dave and I have lined up is which microphone should I use? How many of us have heard that one <laughs> over and over again on every podcast forum in the world, in the history of the world? Um, you can see on this, um, if you're watching the video, I'm using the ATR2100. I own three of them. They are quality mics. You can buy them on Amazon. I think the last one I purchased was $60. Yeah. And it's an excellent, excellent mic. It's a great starting point mic. But but shouldn't I get a... a wait a minute, I have to say it. Uh, i got to make sure my, my sound effect. Shouldn't I get a high pr 40 and, and the answer is if you want to if you want to that's the whole thing it's like just don't <laughs> just don't use the little stick microphone or the built-in microphone of your laptop but uh, i'm with ramona atr 2100 or a 2005 stay away from and and the blue yeti and the blue snowball are not bad microphones you just have to know how to use them and by the time you get the stand and the pop filter that are all specially made for that microphone you've could have bought in three atr 2100 so it's yeah like i'm i'm using a newer arm stand yeah. i mean here and i just get whatever random microphone cover you can get like again a pop filter it works too i mean you do need those things but as the um stand in the atr 2100 boxes crap I'll say it. Um, it's just it's worthless. I just throw them away. Like I have for um, um, yeah. it's right here. I have this guy. I forget where I got it from. I think it was like ten bucks, yes. and it came with a hot filter. These are super easy to use, you and you know, yeah. So it's just easy, easy to go. So just when in doubt, don't, don't, especially if it's your first podcast. Like at this point, I think that I could justify getting the Heil. I could. Right. Because I podcast regularly. But I have two baby podcasters, literally baby podcasters. My nine-year-old and 11-year-old are podcasters now, which is always fun. I am not paying that much money for them to podcast. Yeah. I love them. But no, no. <laughs> it's not happening. Well, so. they're, they're doing a show about Harry Potter, correct? Correct. They are the Tiny Potters. Go yes. listen. Is yes. that at uh, tinypotters.com? Tinypotters.com. See, yes. that, that makes my heart go pitter-patter. Anytime I hear a parent doing a, a show with their kids... Cause I just can't wait till they turn 18 and it's like, you know, here comes their prom date and you go listen to this. And he's like, you know, mommy, I want to be a wizard or whatever. And you know, exactly all sorts of uh, great embarrassing things that you can use on your children much later. So. Exactly. So yeah. So, so microphones again, get the best one you can afford. Um, but if it's your first podcast outing, don't invest a ton of money because what happens if you don't like it? Right. You know, the other thing is if you're going to go and get like a Yeti or Blue Snowball, then you need to go in a place like I'm in. Like technically, I don't need to be in my closet to make it sound good because I use this microphone. So we have, um, you know, going, um, you know, when we record with the with the kids, we're in the dining room. But it sounds really good because we use also a professional editor. So, you know, if you're going to use a Yeti or whatever, make sure you're in a closed room. Like I'm in a cedar lined closet that is lined with tons of clothes. And that's why the, it sounds good because it, it starts there you can't recreate that so i think it's more important more it just as important as the microphone is considering where you're going to be actually podcasting because that, that could also determine what kind of microphone you need yeah i was um in toledo last week and there are these guys podcastdetroit.com and they have like four different rooms set up to where you can go in and rent their studio for like 25 bucks an hour is almost oh, that's awesome and then if you want an editor there it's like 40 bucks an hour but they said it's hilarious because they keep having companies that have like a building and they're like, would you like to build a studio here? And he said, we go in and it's nothing but wall to wall glass and hard floors. And it's like, no, this is not a good place to record. So yeah. Sound studios are not supposed to look good. Like if you look at like really good quality sound studios, it's not really supposed to be aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. 
it's just not you need to think about sound and quality and insulation as much as you can so i got lucky that i have a closet big enough when i started sports gal pal it was something jay soderberg the pod baiter told me he goes find an enclosed room and so the joke is people were like he made her go in the closet I'm like he didn't make me go in the closet <laughs> i chose to go in the closet and now i'm kind of known for podcasting in the closet so yeah. there you go microphones and acoustics scott oh i'm drawing a blank He's a Hall of Fame podcaster. Scott Sigler uh, started his show in the closet. I have a, a, a picture of him and he, he was in some sort of famous publication and it's him in a walk-in with a, a music stand and he's reading his book and he's just surrounded by by clothes everywhere. So plenty of people. Cars, another great place. If you're if you live someplace mm-hmm. where it's not 30 below outside in the winter, um, cars really do. They're soundproof. And I'm surprised how many times I've just taken like a little portable recorder and you know, it's just me talking to that thing. There's no ATR, nothing like that. And it, it sounds actually pretty decent. I was surprised at that. It's just in Ohio, at least, uh, I'm not podcasting for my car in January. That will, that will not work. So awesome. Well, what's another fun field question? Ramon, I'm just oh. going to let you pick them. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Let's just go over this. Let's get it out of the way. What media host should I pick? Let's, let's just get it out of the way. So media host, let's talk about this for podcast media. You need to pick a host that specializes in podcast media, audiophiles. Like you can't just pick like, like I love how Squarespace is out there. Like you can host with us. No, no. those files are huge. You can't host with WordPress because WordPress technically isn't a host. You cannot buy enough storage on, on HostGator. I've heard some people like, well, I want to buy my own like Amazon thing. Why? Oh, just, that's, just that's bad. Why? And here's what people don't think. I did that. I tested that and it is the first like month. I think it was something stupid, like a dollar twenty, to host my first months of shows. But what they don't realize is with Amazon, every time somebody downloads a show, it's cha-ching. Now, granted, it's a small, but what happens is now you have a month, now you have two months, now you have three months, and somebody finds your your four month show and they go, "This is awesome." They go into their app and they go, "Download all." Cha-ching, cha-ching. So, like my last bill there was like forty two dollars and something, and I went, "Okay, that's enough of this experiment." And when you can use an actual podcast media host that usually typically gives you one fee for X amount of space and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And there's some that do like a flat fee, like podcast websites. It's a flat fee because there's other things included. Um, I know like Lipson, I think what the largest plan is what $75 yeah. and you get unlimited downloads. I'm like, you know, I just don't understand this. And more, most podcasters don't need that size. Yeah. You know, that's another question. Like you're like, how much space should I buy? Like contact Lipson directly and they'll help you. Yeah, because that's their job and they want to like they want to make sure you're getting the right amount of storage. If you think you need unlimited storage, you know, talk to people and find out like that's a really good question. Like, you know, how big should my media files be and all, you know, like you're not up. You shouldn't be uploading wave files. They should be MP3s anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole nother question. Uh, But, you know, it, it goes back to. All host providers, because Mark Asquith, the co-founder of Podcast Websites, and I have talked about this because people have said, well, Podcast Websites is really overly expensive because the annual plan is $77. And for most podcasts, you're like, oh my God, that's so expensive for hosting. You get your website, you get 24-7 technical support, you get unlimited hosting of your podcast files, you get access to education um, that's exclusive that we create for them, design services, like, you know, so you get a ton of stuff. So if you don't want to deal with all that, that $77 all of a sudden is like, that's not too shabby. But there's still those who are like, no, I only want this or I love Lipson because I love Dave or I love Rob or I love Elsie. 
totally cool. Yeah. Like seriously, guys, at the end of the day, you need to go with a host that that gives great customer service and pretty much all the major ones do. I mean, you guys do. So you need to go with somebody you love and then go with someone that meets your needs. So if all you need is podcast hosting, then Lipson's amazing. You know, but if you have like a WordPress website already that you love, Blueberry may be a really good option. Yeah. Or you may want Podbean or Spreaker or Blog Talk, even though Blog Talk and Spreaker are the same thing, or podcast <laughs> websites. At the end of the day, I just want you to have quality webs, uh, quality media hosting. And that does not come with, and you're going to have to pay for it. So let's get this out of the way too. There's no such thing as free podcast hosting. This, this drives me more nuts than anything else. Um, a couple of months ago, there was, um, so I actually own a day spa here in, in Virginia where I, where I live and I do a podcast about day spas. So there was another person in a massage form actually like, I do podcasts for my clients and I do it on Anchor. And I was like, no, no, no. Let's talk about this because this it, it, technically, yeah, I guess it's a podcast. So I went through all the things. At the bottom line, if you're using a free hosting service, you are not the customer. You're the product. Yeah. You need to remember that. And if you start building up a following on Anchor, that's great. But what happens if they turn out to be like Blab? How many people were on Blab for so many months and like a year building up those followings? They're all gone. So when you pay for the service, you're the customer, which means you can ask for things like trouble tickets and like, hey, Dave Jackson, fix this. My favorite thing about um, Anchor is in one thing they're like, when when it really looked like SoundCloud was going to go down for the count, which is another, you talked about Squarespace. Squarespace is a great website if you, if you want to use them for that. But they, 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 they dabble in podcasting. SoundCloud, their bread and butter was in music and they dabble in podcasting and both of those do it poorly. And so Anchor comes along and says, hey, if you if you want to leave SoundCloud, we're free over here. And they're actually in the article, it said, and we'll eventually, eventually split the profits with you. Like you could make money with Anchor. And I'm like, wait a minute, SoundCloud almost went out of business and they're charging people $15 a month. And I'm like, how, and and they didn't split any profits. So how is a company that is charging nothing going to split the profits? I'm like, cause I'm pretty sure 20% of nothing is still nothing. And the fun thing about Anchor is they, um, they submit the podcast for you to iTunes. So you have, so like when those stats come out later this year in Apple, you're not going to get to see yours because you don't own it. And if you, if you go to davidjackson.org, I just did a post on this because there was an app called opinion podcasting and it was very, very anchorish, you know, super easy. Just click here, record there. We'll throw it into iTunes for you, blah, blah, blah. And they just went out of business. They literally, they lasted something like, I don't know, 18 months or uh, there's, I did the math. The average free podcast media host lasts about 31 months because, you know, bandwidth is not free. And I actually emailed the guy from opinion and I said, Hey, can I get a 301 redirect in the event that you go out of business? And they went, no, we don't do that. And I'm like, but do you realize that you're now holding your audience hostage? Like they can't leave and bring their audience with them. And they kind of went literally words, we're a free media host. Because I said, Lipson does. And so does Blueberry and Podbean and Spreaker. And they're like, yeah, well, we're free. So you get what you pay for. So I was like, okay, so don't use those guys. And it just, to me, it proved that here's another company that got into podcasting because they heard it was hot. They probably started it and thought if we get this and they were 
they were featured in Wired and all these other magazines and we're going to get bought by Google or somebody. And then when the money doesn't come in, they go, oh, yeah, well, we're leaving. And at least they gave people a, a month to get your files and move someplace else. So spooky. So what's it? Yeah. Just don't again, put, put own your land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> own your land I, I you know and again it's just you can build your following and this it's just goes for lots of um, media not just uh, podcasting but like everybody who's like you know building things on youtube it's great to build a youtube channel but you know again what happens like they change their algorithms to avoid like race like people being yeah. able to post on race and people are like losing money it's like well you're trying to advertise and rent it land so it, it just goes back to you know control your feed um, control your media host and you can do that with any of the major ones. And, you know, this is why when people are like, well, do I really need a website for my podcast? I think, yeah, you do. I've got, I, I really do. Can I bust out a really old story? Are you, sure. are you old enough to remember mp3.com? Yes, of course. mp3.com was a website where literally musicians were making a living off that thing. Cause you got paid anytime somebody listened to your song and it was huge. I mean, back, this is like, I think pre even MySpace. It was one of the first big websites that took off and people were like, this is awesome. I'm getting paid and I love it because we have distribution on a global audience. And then people started putting illegal music up on there and they got sued and they got sold and they got sued and they got sold and they got sued and they sold. And mp3.com I think now is owned by CNET. But the problem is the people on mp3.com used to just somebody go like, what's your website? And be like, oh, it's mp3.com slash Dave Jackson. Well, the problem is when mp3.com went away, they had no email list. They had, they just, it went, and everybody went, I I wonder where Dave went and there was no place. So you got to have all these places that you're using for exposure are not bad Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and things like that. But you should, in my opinion, uh, you should have your website be your main thing. And these are just little satellite offices that float around your main thing. That way, when Blab goes away, you can say, oh, I know where Dave is. He's over at schoolpodcasting.com. So, and and people don't believe that. And I always go mp3.com. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, let me sit down, grandchildren. Let me tell you about the story. <laughs> I mean, seriously, MySpace went away. Yeah. You know, to, you, you just, it just, you can't, don't build a rented land is, is what I'm saying. So, and it doesn't cost that much to get um, a website host, you know, Bluehost, while I don't, think and this is just overall i've never used them um before i worked for podcast websites i used hostgator hostgator gives great customer service i have found really reasonably priced um and they they have some really good stuff so um i do like them if you're not going to go with like my company but you know the bottom line is is that you need to own your land and you also need to make sure you can take your files and your audio and everything else with you so, for example, for podcast websites, a lot of misconception is, well, I can't take my website with me. I can't take my audio files with me if I choose to like not use your service. Of course you can. We will certainly help you pack it up. If you don't want to use our service, we're not going to hold you hostage because that's a bad relationship. And I don't want to do that. So instead, the only thing they can't take with our with our platform is because our builder is proprietary. You won't be able to take your look. You're going right. to get that rebuilt. But I think that's fair. Um, but everything else will, mi- you know, will help you migrate it over to your new host. But yeah, you need to have a web host. Use, I think, use WordPress. Me personally, it's it's what pretty much all the wor- internet's built on. Um, it allows, you know, and, and again, I get Squarespace and why people like it a lot. It's easy to use. I, I do get that. But there are plugins like again, you can use Beaver Foundation. You can, you know, hire a designer to build your website. Again, you can go for services like podcast websites. A lot of people don't know, but the month to month plans will allow you to use any hosting you want. So you don't have to use podcast website media hosting. You can still use Lipson hosting if you want to. And so the 
the bottom line is, is that if you are doing a podcast where you are trying to do any kind of monetization, any kind at all, you need to have some type of website. Even my children, and we're not trying to monetize at all, have a website, tinypotters.com. They have a place where where they have an AWeber account, uh, you know, which seems like silly, it seems silly for two kids, but you know, eventually we don't know what's going to happen with the show that they may, you know, we may get to be popular where you just, you don't limit the opportunities to grow, like set it right. up now so that you can grow into it, but do it smartly. You know, don't buy like, you know, again, invest what you can is, is what I'm saying, right. but it's it, it just, it, it boggles my mind. So you do need to invest something. This is, even if this is a hobby, you know, I remember after, um, podcast movement 15 daniel daniel j lewis um he did um from the audacity podcast he did an episode where he talked about you know the difference is he goes there's two kinds of podcasters hobby podcasters and professional podcasters both are important you know so even if you're a hobby podcaster invest what you can it can be a fairly expensive hobby but it's a great hobby you know but put your effort into it learn and grow and you know do those things but have a website have a place where people can contact you and and be done with it like take this seriously because it makes the rest of us look really good when you do so i heard the the coolest analogy from the guys at podcast detroit they said if you go to a bowling alley you have the people that show up they rent their shoes they go out they find a ball and they bowl and they have fun. And he goes, and there's nothing wrong with those people. A bowling alley needs a people like that. And then you have the guy that comes in with three bags. He's got six balls. He's got two pairs of shoes. He's he's wanting to know how oily the lanes are. That guy's obviously a whole different level. But both enjoy the sport. They have a lot of fun. You need both. So, um, And in both cases, you invest what you can. Uh, just don't – I just always say to people, don't – it's like you said, own your own website just so if you want to move, the, the last thing you want to do is find out, um, I forget, I've had people that are on Potomatic and they'll want to move to Libsyn. And it's interesting because if you want to redirect and all a redirect is, it's like a change of address. So when an app mm-hmm. comes along and it sees that it goes, oh, they moved over here. And you have, if you're on a free Potomatic account, you have to upgrade to have them do a redirect. And what's kind of squirrely is if you go to their website, it looks like you have to buy a yearly plan to do that. And I said, no, 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 no. Ask them because there is a monthly plan. That's but, so smarter than though. Yeah. I, I mean, but it's I've, shady, but yeah. good for them. But, I just, it's shady. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's one of those things where people think, you know, they, they think they're tied in there. So it's like, yeah, you just have to pay a little to, to get out of that hole and learn from your mistakes and, and, and move on. So. Yeah, you can always add. So, you know, and again, getting a website, like I see in here, someone um, just put, I'm thinking um, in the comments, like Jason says, I'm considering starting our new local podcast completely in Lipson. Awesome. Our URL will point to the Lipson podcast page. Fine. Yep. I think that's fine for a while. And then you may decide we want to go ahead and get a website page. I think Lipson, do you guys offer website supporter, like, like mini pages that people can buy? Yeah, there are mini pages. They're, they're, they're meant for people to come and listen and subscribe. But if you go, okay, okay I want to put like a, a email sign up form, mm, anything with JavaScript is going to go, mm, no, you have now you can do HTML, but actual JavaScript, you know, and depending on the like the email provider, like I know with ConvertKit, you can actually have a landing page on ConvertKit. So you could make a thing that says click here to join our newsletter and send them over to ConvertKit. But I don't know that MailChimp does. I'd have to look into that. So that's the only thing. And at that point, if they're like, oh, well, I wanted to do this and I'm. 
I want to do a tracking pixel from Facebook and I want to do this. It's like, okay, you need a website then. Yeah. It's like you're, you're getting into an area where you need an actual. Yeah. The second you want to add like things like again, plugins, like you look at a website, like for spotpreneur, I have, um, which is the the podcast I do with my mom about day spas. Um, you know, we've got Facebook pixels in every blog post, every podcast episode. I couldn't do that unless I was using preferably a WordPress ready website. So that's why I did that because it allows you the most flexibility, allows you to use all the cool tools. Um, like if you want to upgrade to like, say like, you know, simple pod um, cast player or whatever, you know, that's a plugin. Right. So you, you really need to understand that and do that. And if you don't, there's plenty of resources out there. Like the, the one common thing I would like for those of us who have been in the industry, because I've been in the industry now um, over two years, you've obviously been in there longer, but is when we get new people in these forums asking questions, the one thing that I try not to do, even though I'm frustrated with the same questions, and yes, they could Google them, is to not chastise them for asking these questions because I'd rather them get really good quality information. Um, you know, I see a lot of this, like Google, I, I, there was one guy, I mean, he was really nasty to somebody one time and I, I kind of went off and I said, this isn't right. You know, all of us start somewhere. Um, there's aspects of RSS feeds I don't understand because I don't do the technical aspect of podcast websites, you know, but if you ask me how to build an audience, I can certainly tell you how to do that. So I just there's room for everybody at the table. So be nice when people ask these common questions and then you can link to Dave's show and say, here, <laughs> listen to this episode and we go over all the common questions. There's another question that came up that's kind of common too. Um, so there, there was actually a little debate here. I think it was Lucas who started. I'm actually debating not having advertisers anymore. And then um, somebody's like you running up against the tide here. And then someone's like, I've turned away multiple advertisers. And then someone goes... I had a form. Uh, Lucas is like, I had a former boss calling me, asking to advertise his life insurance program on my podcast. And that is about, that is about competitive handgun shooting. He goes, no, I, I just, anyway, let's talk about advertising for a minute. So there's several ways you can monetize a podcast. You can get sponsors. Um, number one, that's actually the most difficult way to monetize your podcast because right. you do need to, it, it is, let's be honest. Like, would it be awesome if the tiny Potter suddenly had like, you know, blue apron sponsoring them? Yes. Cause it means I would get free blue apron. <laughs> um, so this mom is going, please dear God, blue apron, come find tiny potters, but I would never have them on spotpreneur because it makes no sense. Right. It makes no sense for the audience, but with Spotpreneur, so Tiny Potters, we don't worry about monetizing at all right now. That's really just a love project between the kids and I, something to do fun for us together. So you got to go back to the purpose of your podcast when you're, when you're monetizing. For Spotpreneur, there's a couple ways I could do it. I could have advertisers that support like day spot industry people, you know, massage table wearers and education providers, things like that. Um, I choose not to. I choose to be my own sponsor. So we have courses and we have coaching that we sell via that. So that's what I do. So if you are in a business podcast, any kind of like, again, Dave, he can be his own sponsor because he has courses and books and things like that for school of podcasting that he could say, this podcast is sponsored by and whatever the ebook is. He could totally do that. You could also do affiliates. Um, I think the most famous affiliate person is Pat Flynn because I swear that's all he makes his money on is, is recommending products to people. So if you love, again, like Lipson has an affiliate program, podcast websites has an affiliate program. So if you're doing a podcast about podcasting, you could mention those or um, like, again, Spapreneur, we actually have an affiliate program with a company out of Australia called Healthonomics. And what they do is they create social media graphics for people in like the wellness space. So like massage therapists, yoga people, and they can get a bundle of beautiful graphics, like 20 bucks a month. And then we get a little bit of that, you know, for the subscription. So there's that too. Or you could do Patreon, Trivial Warfare. Um, everybody needs to check out. If you, if you went to the podcast, what movement and, um, didn't get to see Jonathan Oaks talk about Patreon. Watch that 
session immediately because it was outstanding. When the uh, virtual ticket comes out, that's the first place I'm going because I, it's usually it's when out you're, already. The virtual it? ticket. Yeah. Mm. Check your email. I got mine. I'll have to email Dan and go, where's my virtual ticket, buddy? Speaking of Patreon, I'm glad you brought that up. We want to thank, Excellent. we want to thank uh, Max Trescott. Oh, see, I don't have my sheet open. I oh, wait a minute. I can do this. I remember this. Last well, I will talk while you while you, you do can that. do that. Yes. Patreon is great for someone like so. Dave uses Patreon for this project here. He gives exclusive access um, to his Patreon users. We're going to be doing a special session. They get a half hour of bonus content from Dave and I today on International Podcast Day because they are Patreon subscribers, and it's basically their way of saying thank you to Dave for providing great information about podcasting and being entertaining and putting up with his cat. That's it. Because really, it's about the cat. Am I wrong? I just did I, your ad read for you. You're welcome. I left the door open today just so Bernie can come in because it's International Podcast Day. And I'm like, if Bernie wants to chime He's, in. And he is more famous than you are. He is. Uh, but yes, Max from <laughs> AviationNewsTalk.com. Josh Rivers from CreativeStudio.Academy. And of course, the one and only Glenn Hebert from Horse Radio Network. If you'd like to be one of my awesome supporters, simply go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And uh, I deeply appreciate that. So that's another way you can make money with your uh, yeah. podcasting. And then there, there are other things like free stuff. Um, I got a cool little plug-in thingy for my Amazon Alexa. Um, I watched this. Who said this to you? It was Acuity Scheduling. scheduling, yeah. I use them. I'm like, damn it. I need to like, they need to become my friend. They sent you all that cool stuff about like um, cat treats. treats. Yeah. I watched the whole video going, I'm doing this wrong. Yeah. So, um, and I just have, I just have a, uh, there's some new mic preamp that guy, a guy's, hey, we do this. We're locally owned, blah, blah, blah. Can I send you some gear? And I'm like, Okay. Yeah, you. it doesn't require you, you know, if they offer it to you. The other thing is you could actually get a job in podcasting. Yes. I didn't need to I didn't mean to get a job in podcasting. It just kind of happened by accident. And then all of a sudden I'm, you know, this like community manager for podcast websites. So I'm like, okay. So technically I am paid to podcast. Well, it is my job. How did that happen? So um, I met Mark Asquith at New Media Expo 2015. Um, Dave knows that pot, uh, that conference very well. I try not to bring it up too often because it's it's a <laughs> It's it's a wound, but uh, anyway. So I met him there. We became friends, and we we kept in touch. We hung out a ton at Podcast Movement 2015, and that's when he had softly launched podcast websites. And he was just he was there not as an exhibitor, but as just a person, kind of like seeing how things were. And as he was growing, he he needed a community manager, and he saw what I did in my day job. I was a community manager for a um, real estate company, and he said, "Can you do this?" And it started out part time, and then. Um, in May 2016, I left my full-time job for a lot of different reasons, but, and to be more home with the kids. And so that's how I got started and, and it's just grown from there. And now I'm taking over the entire Academy section of podcast websites, which is awesome. So the Academy is this like, um, internal education piece where we have, um, podcasters like this month, um, October, we've got Harry Duran from Podcast Junkies and Fullcast coming on to talk about repurposing content. Um, in effective ways. And he's great at that. So he's going to come on that. We've had like Jessica Kupperman. We've had, um, who else have we had? We've had Kate Erickson, of course, because we're partners with John Lee Dumas and her. Um, she was talking about productivity and nobody is more productive than her. We've had Colin Gray from the podcast host, like a ton of really good quality people. Jessica nice. Rhodes from Interview Connections, all talking about their specific talk, their, their specific topics. Michael O'Neill came on about interviewing. So nice. 
And they're, they're kind of like this, but it's private. So people can ask questions to them right away. And then there are replays. We even had, my favorite was um, my personal money coach, Amber Duggar. Um, so I hired a money coach last November. And since then, I've paid off like a ton of credit cards. And I haven't added on any debt, both business or um, personal and, um, so I'm like more podcasters need to know this <laughs> because I think a large part of people are like, I need to make more money with podcasting. I'm like, nah, you probably need to know how to manage your money a little better. That's it. Amber, I think that that's when it starts. Amber Duggar. Yeah. Amber Duggar. Um, she is amazing. I love her so very, very much. I love her so much that we're doing a webinar with her with Spapreneur as well, because massage therapists, imagine that. <laughs> Don't know how to manage your money. Yeah, well, because a lot of people, like, when you start managing, like, like Jonathan Oaks is a great example of this. So he started his podcast, Trivial Warfare. He's one of my best friends. Um, he started it as a hobby and then very quickly got some sponsors. He has, he gets about, he'll admit it, between $1,000 to $2,000 in Patreon supporters a month. And he's like, I'm a business now. So we had to learn how to manage the business part of it. And he's very frugally sound and fiscally sound. So he understands what to do. A lot of podcasters don't. So it's really nice with the academy that I'm able to bring in that kind of subject, not not just this is the microphone technique, because I think it's important. And it's the kind of people that are attracted to podcast websites are mainly people who are looking to build a business around it because you're not going to spend $77 a month for a hobby podcast unless you really, really like us or really like Johnny Dumas. And that's fine. You know, I love, please. Use our service, but, but the majority of our people are are there to learn how to monetize and turn this into a business. Here's so. an here's an interesting activity. Um, I had my I forget why, but I ended up getting a new version of my debit card. So mm-hmm. everything that I have used to pay, oh, I it got, got declined. Got declined, and it's interesting because yes. now it's like Linda.com. I got an email yesterday. Your last payment did not go through, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't logged into that site in four months. If not more than that, I'm like, and I'm paying them whatever twenty dollars a month, and I'm yeah. like, it's time to say, hey, you know what? Never mind, thank you, and because uh, you can always resubscribe later. Um, same thing with Sirius Satellite Radio. I, I, I love Howard Stern, but I don't listen a whole lot because he's hardly ever on. And I was like, you know, what? there's another twenty bucks a month that's going to go in my. <laughs> it adds up because yeah. you could take that forty dollars. Imagine that, you know, um, if you look at your budget and you really, if you really look at, so she, Amber has me use something called YNAB. I love um, YNAB. Yeah, I use YNAB, totally yeah. on YNAB, both business and, and personal. It's an amazing app. It's like, what, 51 bucks a year, best expense I make all year round. And um, I track everything. And when you start looking at things, you're like, well, I'm not utilizing. Like, um, I went ahead and upgraded Spotify because the tiny human got a phone and he loves listening to Hamilton. But then I'm thinking... <laughs> If he's only listening to Hamilton, I might as well just buy the Hamilton thing on iTunes yeah. and cancel the 15 bucks a month for Spotify and go back to five. And then like, you know, because I have Spotify and Pandora because my writing mix on Pandora is perfect. So I don't want to give that up. That's worth five bucks. But other things <laughs> I was able to go, I don't need like Hulu. I just got rid of Hulu because I was like, I'm not using it. So it, it, if you go back, if you're like, I can't afford a media host, I want you to go through your budget. If you cut out what, uh, what's a decent plan for lips and costs, um, Dave, like an average, what people need. 15 is probably our most popular one. And usually they start with 15 and then go up to 20. Okay. So 20 bucks. That's four Starbucks coffees. I always tell people when I used to drink two Mountain Dews a day, minimum. What, at my job, and that they were, uh, I think, a dollar fifty a piece. So it was three dollars a day, twenty business days in a month. That's sixty bucks uh, on Mountain Dew. And I'm like, so I always say, you do have money 
to to do your podcast right and and it's yeah it's, it's, or, or like people who are like you know they don't learn how to edit properly right I when I did Sports Gal Pal, so that's how I started. I started a sports podcast, and here's the funny thing, Dave. I don't know if you know this. I have never paid for podcast hosting ever. That's just because you're so sweet. No, it has nothing to do with that. I'm just lucky. So, because Jay Soderberg discovered me in the Las Vegas like ballroom doing a rant about sports, he's like, "You need a show. I'm going to give you one." Okay. And six weeks later, I had a show. So that's another common question. Like, you know, people are like, "It's taking me four months to get my show together." It does not take that long to get a show together, guys. Sports Gal was fairly popular. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It was probably my favorite show I've ever done because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It doesn't take, I think now it's almost more dangerous. Like just press record already and be down with it. I had a guy this week that asked me and he goes, how long does it take to launch a show? And I go, do you have your content? And he goes, yeah, I know what I'm going to talk about. I go, okay, we could get it probably up and running tomorrow be in iTunes by the end of the week. And he goes, no, that's not right. And I go, no, it is. If you, if you have your content, you have your artwork, you know what you're going to say, record, upload it, copy, paste, type, done, submit. I go, it it really, because I have these people like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to launch in March of 2018. I'm like, why are you waiting that long? Yeah, what's 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 going into it? I, oh, I've got to have my 18 episodes ready to publish. And no, I go, you don't. And it's it, such bullshit. My favorite. Let's say that. <laughs> not, not really. Not really. Bleep number one. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's I right. should have asked. No, yeah. I'm. I have a potty mouth like you wouldn't. Believe. <laughs> <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. No, and I should have asked. Yeah. I, I told them. I said, "What happens if on episode six your audience goes, you know?" this is a little too long or I don't like this segment. Or I said, you're going to have nine episodes that you have to go back and fix. I go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, no, I agree. Batching episodes is a great idea too. Like that's, there's a myth. A lot of these questions that realize like how long should the shows be? How long, how often should I publish? Um, Should I have interviews? Um, Should I batch them? It goes back to what kind of show you're doing. So I have had a variety of shows. Let's go to these. Sports Gal Pal. It was a weekly show where I would interview somebody about their own personal sports history. And because we would talk about current events, I would have the show recorded. And then typically it would be released either the next day or within that same day. So I would have to edit that myself fairly quickly. So I learned very quickly how to, you know, set up audacity so that it would just magically do everything for me. Now, none of my shows do that. So I do batch them, even tiny potters, because I have to arrange their school schedule. Sure. And I have to get them in the zone of, okay, time to record. Let's not mess up our microphones. Okay, we're being silly. And then with them, I've realized I can only get two good episodes out of them at a time. So same thing with my mother. <laughs> I can only get three good episodes out of her at a time. So we're able to batch this. And then I send them. I use John Buchanan from Audio Editing Solutions is who I use. Um, you know, and I, I he's he's great. And so, um, and then with Jessica and I, with Fat Lip, we have a new show coming out. Jessica Kupperman and I are, are working on a show. Um, we've just been recording once a week because it's just, that's how our schedules work. All of these things, you know, the Tiny Potters episodes are about 15 to 20 minutes long because it's two kids. They're only going to talk so much. Spapreneur depends on the subject. No, It's been no more than an hour for a subject. Um, Fat Lip, we go about an hour. But this whole nonsense of it must be 30 minutes and it must come out on Tuesdays shenanigans that's the biggest myth of all it needs to come out when you're when you know you can consistently let it go it needs to be as long as you need to get the topic done and it needs to be what feels right for you and your audience and it's okay if it changes sports gal pal originally was designed dave to be a podcast where i would explain to wives why sports are great for your marriage 
It quickly became, I realized it's men listening to me. So we stopped talking about that. We started, I started to be a little more flirtatious on, you know, in, mm-hmm. on air with the guests and all. And the guys loved it. They were like, yes, give us more of this chick who's awesome, who likes to, tra- <laughs> who likes to tell you why. Like, Dave, I don't think you should watch the Indians. I saw your, your thing because you're going to jinx them. That's it. So you should, yeah. So you should not be allowed to watch any baseball no, the rest of the year. They're winning because I haven't watched. Exactly. I haven't you gone to a game care. this year. I've completely no. just like, and I, I'll do the same thing. I usually tune in in the the playoffs, and that's when no. they lose. So I'll just yeah, maybe so, I won't so even you watch. You just need to say no. <laughs> Okay, you need to do the exact opposite of what Corey Finneran does for IVNB. <laughs> it is because of his show and the buildup that he has built over the years is why the Cubs won last year. Yeah. And really good pitching. So so you see what I mean? Like, like that's a different demeanor than I would for sports golf out. So for for Spopreneur. So you, you it takes a while to find your podcaster voice. Each show is going to be different. And just record already. Stop waiting months. It does not take that long. You are not NPR. <laughs> okay <laughs> get well, that out of your head when i always say record a couple of episodes and then pick your schedule because i've seen so many people like i'm going to do a daily show like john lee dumas and i'm like okay uh go ahead and record you know five episodes and then let's get back together and talk about how we're going to release those and you get back with them and they're like okay i'm not doing a daily show because this is a lot harder than i thought it was yeah. and and i'm with you there's um the worst thing i hear is it's the dave jackson hour and i've got 15 minutes worth of material so after like mm-hmm. 15 minutes and I'm like, okay, so I just had a, a show I just listened to and they said, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about today. And I just, I mean, I ran for the eject button. I was like, cause here's somebody who's going to waste my time. Yeah. And so uh, have a purpose for your, your content, even my kids. Okay. So this is a really good example. Even the kids, the first thing we do before we hit record is we, we do an outline very quickly. What are we going to talk about? They have to do a one sentence summary of the chapter they're talking about. So they they are talking about each chapter in the Harry Potter book. And to make it simpler for them, I said, okay, let's do a one sentence summary because this is not a book report. They have three things they know they want to talk about. And sometimes they veer off course and that's okay. And then I come in with a final question. And sometimes I know what the final question will be. And then sometimes I change it based on what they've talked about. Right. Because that's good podcasting. So, and that's all we do. But even a simple kids show has some type of format. So if you don't know how to do that, that's when it is really good to get a podcasting coach that maybe will help you. I got lucky. I had Jay Soderberg personally working with me for a while. Like not everybody gets that, you know, and he's, you know, professional podcaster of the thousandth degree. He created all those podcasts in ESPN. I'm so lucky I got that. Well, guess what? You have, you know, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. You'll finally get an award, Dave. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, they asked you to interview Dan Class, you know, at the thing. You know, but but listen, or go to Daniel J. Lewis or go to Cliff or, you know, go and find out processes and just, you know, make something that's easily repeatable. It doesn't you don't have to recreate the wheel every time, guys. Well, you you said you are not NPR. The last episode I listened to, I'm I'm way behind on Radio Lab and they Uh. explain how they're now asking people they want to get they're trying to get up to one percent of their people chipping in they said and it was something ridiculous I, I think i lost track of like seven people in in terms of like we have our producer the the editor the the segment guy that the list went on and on and they said sometimes our episodes cost a hundred thousand dollars to create so you're not doing that <laughs> so that's right and they said in some cases it'll take three years to do one episode and i'm like that's ridiculous even for npr i was like that's ridiculous that's bananas that's, wow yeah. so 
Dang. I don't like anything that long to do it for th- no episodes <laughs> for three years. Oh my no. god! No, at what point would I be like, can we just put it out? That's enough. That's good. No, no, we have to find the perfect ooh ah ooh music to go behind the segment where you know whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, and it's great to aspire to be that audio quality. Yeah. If, you, if you're doing like journalism type things, I mean, that you can't discount the fact that they, or like, I love the ESPN 30 for 30 podcast. I love it. But even them at Podcast Movement said an average show will take us about eight months because they have to research and do all the reporting. So if you have that time and that's what you want to do, that's fine. But, you know, again, it's easier to do that when you have a team of people behind you. Another one. Ramona is like, let's say I do a show for the cross-country ballroom dancing chapter of Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Excellent. And I'm only getting, I think, maybe 28 downloads. Our one episode got 50, but now we're back down to 46. So should I just, I want to go back. I'm going to rebrand the show. And instead of calling it cross-country ballroom dancing, I'm going to call it ballroom dancing cross-country style on fire. And I, I think that might get me into new and noteworthy, but I think I'm going to redo my show. Yeah, that that's a negative ghostwriter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this. First off, um, there is such thing as niching too small. <laughs> and it's okay to niche too small. So again, I have a podcast for day spot owners called Spotpreneur. I don't talk about it too much in podcasting or share it like when we're doing like um, those share things or share your latest episodes mm-hmm. because there are not day spot owners in those podcasting groups. So it's a waste of time. I'm not worried about new and noteworthy for the podcast. I'm not worried about being in the top 100 for business podcasts because it's a niche show for day spot owners. Guess what? Over 5,000 people have listened to 18 episodes. Nice. That's incredible for a very super niche show. I think we have like six reviews at most. I, I don't, you know, I'm okay with it because I'm reaching the people I'm supposed to be reaching. With Tiny Potters, um, you know, it's 600 people right now that have listened to a kid, two kids talking about Harry Potter in a month. <laughs> now, that's taken a little bit more work and it is a show that I think can grow into bigger and maybe potentially be featured in iTunes someday. But it takes work to do that. You have to have a really good show. You have to have a couple series of luck. Um, You know, you can't live and die on those numbers. You have to go back, what's the purpose of your show? So if your purpose of your show, if you think about it, if I were to do a keynote at a a day spot convention, the largest one would probably have at most, at most probably 1,500 people in a room. So to have 5,000 people have listened to my mother and I talking about, you know, business tips for day spot owners is pretty phenomenal when you think about it. So if I were to talk to that cross-country dance troupe, I would say, first off, let's not niche ourselves so much. And let's get back to, let me ask you, how many people are actually dancing? Because if you have like, you know, 15 people in your troupe, well, you've doubled your audience size already. (laughs) Exactly. Well done. You've done what a lot of podcasters can't. So, you know... And I can say this because, again, I work with him. You know, John Lee Dumas has done a lot for podcasting. But I think people look at his success and think, I want that. I don't know if you really do, guys. You've got to know how much work that man does. I mean, he works all the time. And yes, you know, he's really good at showing people the play time. Or right now, actually, he's not. He's really focused on recovery efforts in Puerto Rico because that's where he lives. Um, He got out safely. But, you know, he has to rebuild his house and all this other stuff. And and I, I think that's that's concerning him obviously and his neighbors and all, but you know, you're not seeing that on for two days a month, he will literally do 30 episodes, 15 episodes a day, but back to back to back to back to back. 
And, and that's not sustainable for everybody. No. He's, he's a rare person that can do that. And he's built a team around him. So, you know, instead of worrying about being the next John Lee Dumas or the next Pat Flynn or the next Mark Maron, be the next whoever the hell you are. Because that's where you're going to get your authentic audience. That's where you're going to be. So if I concerned myself with a oh, spotpreneur hasn't gotten to 100,000 downloads in 18 episodes, well, I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I had a um, person call me this week and I'm kind of almost upset with myself because normally I do not do, I don't, if somebody goes, I want to talk to you to see if we're going to be a good fit. And I'm like, I have 580 episodes. If, if you can't figure that out from that. So he finally, I talked to him and he really wanted me to basically explain to him that he wasn't going to waste his time with a podcast. And he, he was like, well, what is the, what is the plan? And I'm like, I can tell you this. I said, I said, John Lee Dumas had a plan. And I said, and he is extremely successful. I said, the problem is, I said, people came along and tried to use his plan for their show and their audience. And they're two different things. I said, and just following a plan isn't enough. You need talent. And you said this weird word with L called luck. Sometimes that comes into play. And like you said, that man works hard. I always say, man, he's the James Brown of podcasting. He's the hardest working man in podcasting. He is. And, you know, think about it. John doesn't have any kids. He doesn't have a day job, you know, so he's at times hitting off a different set of T's than, uh, than you are. And I just told him, I said, and even if you were the most talented person in the world, I said, that's still not going to guarantee that your show is going to just be a hit. I said, there are things like timing and things of that nature. And, and if you're getting into it so you can make six figures in three months, don't waste your money. Yeah, is- don't and don't waste our time because you're taking up space for somebody else who is is doing it for a lot of different reasons. I go back to with a lot of podcasters I work with at podcast websites and just in general that I mentor, and I I go back to the why. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Why do you feel new to this? Just because everybody else has a podcast does not mean you need one. You know, not everybody is good at podcasting. You know, like if if you're not willing to get better and and do it regularly and have the means to get it done, just don't do it. Figure out some other way. There are other ways. Not every business coach out there has a podcast um, is the way I look at it. Because again, we have a lot of business people that that join our, our company. At the same time, you know, it, I am a much better podcaster than when I started with Sports Gal Pal. You know, I'm infinitely better. If I were to resurrect that show, it would be much improved for a lot of different reasons, but it would be a different show then. So you have to, you know, the the show you produce now, 500 something episodes later is way different than episode one. Totally different. Yeah. And and you will stumble across things that you had no idea were going to resonate with your audience. Like I just did, I, I went to... Um, National Podcast Power. It was put on by a guy for the very first time. And actually for a very first time, it was a cool conference. See, even Bernie liked it. And uh, um, so that's in the bathroom. It's amazing how loud that cat is. <laughs> I love him so much. And so, but I was talking to him afterwards and he, again, it was a cool conference, but there were just things that he didn't know because he'd never done one before. And so I did an episode on like, hey, if you ever want to do anything from a little meetup with your audience to this and that, and I've had so many people say, I can chime in on that. Like I somehow hit a hot button with people going, I would love to know more about this. So that's why I said, we're going to do a couple different versions of this episode. I just, I was like, it just happened for me going, you know what? That might be something my audience likes completely by accident. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things, but if I don't, if I don't do that, it's, I, I love the, the Kevin Hart line. You can't practice comedy in the basement. You have to do it in front of your audience to know if you're funny. You don't know if your content's any good until you get it in front of your audience. So, and, and, and 
I don't know that people are afraid that they're going to, like, I always picture the, the wicked witch of the West in, in the wizard of Oz going, I'm melting. If like they get a one-star review or something, or, you know, my audience says, ah, it's too long or okay. Well, when you cut somebody off on the, the freeway and they flip you off, do you quit driving? It's like, it's, it's negative feedback. Deal with it. So anywho. Exactly. I just think that people need to not worry so much about being good right away and being better later. Like, I don't, I wouldn't have wanted Sports Capo to be on the front page of iTunes <laughs> because it would have been awful. Like they would be like, who is this girl? The, the reason why brand new podcasters typically get on, on iTunes is because they do this broadcast thing in real life somewhere else. So like a Katie Kirk, when she launched her podcast, guess what? She's a professional broadcaster. She's been doing this a gazillion years. Yeah. So there's a difference. Here's a fun one. I just released my podcast like 10 minutes ago and it's not in iTunes. Do, do you know this one? <laughs> it's a technical thing. Yeah, it is a technical thing. It's called, you know what? You don't own iTunes. It's a free podcast aggregator. So because you, you're you not a customer on there when it comes to podcast, therefore you need to, um, I don't know, be patient. Yeah. Or this is why we tell people, um, make sure, this is why I tell people, this is really good. And I love that po- um, iTunes is really emphasizing this, the teaser episodes. Mm-hmm. That's what we did with Tiny Potters is we put a teaser episode, this is coming. And then we, it, it sets up the channel and then you do a launch date. Yeah. What I always say that the best thing you can do for yourself is to subscribe to your own show. And people are like, well, isn't that kind of narcissistic? I'm like, no, no, it'll save you from jumping off the ledge because what happens is when you submit your show to iTunes, Basically, iTunes is a mirror of whatever is in your feed. So your subscribers will actually get your episode almost instantly the minute you release it, basically when their phone updates. It takes up to 24 hours for it to appear in iTunes, which means that you might actually be looking at your listing in iTunes and go, wait, where's the latest episode? And then subscribe to your show and it's right there. But I I see many people want to, they think something's wrong because it didn't quote upload to iTunes. And that's where I go. Nothing uploads to iTunes. It's a mirror of what's in your feed. And there's a 24 hour delay in some cases. So also, if there's something wrong with your podcast, please, for the love of God, everybody (laughs) do not go to any random Facebook podcast group, even if it's one that's owned by that's ran by your actual company and say something, something's broken. Is anyone else having this? Okay. Children, this is what you need to do. Number one, email the support of your podcast host because they have friendly people like Dave or we have Kieran at podcast websites who are going to message you and fix it. There's no reason to cause a panic. And then everything's, oh, I got to check everything. And and you're the only one. Something may have happened. For example, I, Spopreneur, the episodes weren't popping on iTunes. And I'm like, what's going on? It was because a plugin we had installed was was counteracting that. They're like, okay, we're going to turn off this plugin. Magically, they came back on. So that's something, nothing to do with iTunes. It had everything to do with this plugin. So now we're working on the plugin. So, you know, calm down. Well, here's the other thing. And talk to your support person like they're a third grader. And what I mean by this is don't say, I have a problem with my podcast. Can you fix it? Okay, which podcast? Because some of you have more than one. A and email and and tell me the name of your show because chances are for whatever reason you signed up with email A, but now you're using email B. So when I try to find your account, looking up email B, you don't have anything. So tell me the name of your show. When you say a phrase like website, 
do you mean the Libsyn podcast page or do you mean your actual website website? And then if you say on this episode, which episode, it just be as specific as you can and your answer will come that much quicker. Otherwise, there's a little back and forth. It's like, did you mean this page or that page? Oh, I, it's on my website. Okay, can you point me to a link, especially if there's something, this isn't happening on my website. Link. Anytime you have the word website, follow with the link. Or a screenshot too. Oh, screenshots are the best. Do a screenshot. I get giddy when I have a screenshot. There's even, um, I'm not sure how they're doing it. I think it's screencast.com. Some people like send me a movie. They're like, here's what's happened when I do this. And I'm like. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah, the more- yeah, I just got, it was funny, Buffer, um, I use them for my social media scheduling and the the um, links weren't working when I was scheduling stuff. So they sent me a video saying, this is how you fix it. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, I- Now we do that too. It's like, this is how you fix it. So, you know, but, but go to your sports, do not go to random people. Okay. Would you go to random people on the internet for other advice? Sometimes we do, but, but to be honest with you, like something like this technical, why are you going to, why are you going to trust Joe Schmo? who, you know, thinks they know when you couldn't go to the actual people you pay to help you with this. <laughs> Don't yeah. go to Joe Schmo. There's it's just a, rules. There's a lot of bad advice out there. I was laughing. I use ConvertKit, but for whatever reason, they put out a whole I saw bunch that. of paragraphs oh on podcasting. When you get to the action, because some of it was okay, like how to interview people and things like that. Sure. But yeah. there were some of it where they're, they're recommending the Blue Snowball and SoundCloud. And I think I think that was the article where they recommended Dropbox. Dropbox, yeah. And I was like, I don't, I, I, oh. I emailed them and I said, no, please stop this because yeah. we're having to correct so many things. Like we don't have that issue so much like uh, podcast websites because everything's everything's included. Right. Um, so we don't have that as much. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, what are you doing? Stop it. Like stay in your lane. If you're going <laughs> to stay in your lane, people. Because <laughs> I'm like, does ConvertKit even have a podcast? That was my whole thing. My, I, I love when... I love when I get questions from people who are quote podcast consultants. Oh yeah. And they don't have a podcast and what they're doing is they're white labeling me. They will go out and say, I'm a podcast consultant. And then when they get stuck, they pay me and then they turn around and answer. It's like, so if if you're looking for the generic Dave Jackson. Yeah. They're just like, Oh yeah, I I worked in media forever. I I have a radio background. So I know this stuff. And then they find out, they get a question about, you know, Hey, what about this new iTunes tags or whatever? And they're like, Oh, hold on, Dave, I need 15 minutes. Sure. Come on in. And then they turn around and, you know, it's like, okay, so, which is fine. I mean, I'm getting paid, so I'm not complaining, but it's just, you you might want to look to see if your actual consultant, you know, don't, Mm -hmm. and I always just tell people, you don't ask your dentist to fix your car. So yeah. That's a great analogy. Also, one more thing on this subject. Um, If you are not a copyright lawyer, do not give copyright advice in forums. I had this happen when I did the artwork for Tiny Potters. And there was this woman who's a podcast editor, I guess. And she's like, well, I think you're in copyright infringement. And I'm going and she used like some random article. And I'm thinking these images were based on my own children. There's no copyright here. This is this is my these these are actually my children that I they're my DNA. I was there when they were born. Like, you know, <laughs> the art is based on them. So I'm going, no. And then the more I thought about it, I could argue with her. I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you because you're not a, a copyright lawyer. You don't own the copyright anyway. So I'm like, stay out of it. So, so don't stay in your lane. Do the best thing you can do for the community. And if you don't know, like, even when I don't know, I will tag someone that I think does know or would know better. 
tag Dave, tag Daniel, you know, if you don't know. Like, I never give advice about Lipson because I've never used Lipson. So I couldn't possibly tell you why it's going to, why it's not, other than I know the people that work there are awesome. And so when people are like, well, should I go with Lipson? Sure. Should I go Pod Bean? Sure. Because the people there are awesome. Should I use Blueberry? Do you have a site? Yeah, then sure. The people are awesome. Go talk to them. I will tell you everything you want to know about podcast websites because that's my lane. That's it. And and speaking of that, if you stick around for the post show, uh, we're going to get a little preview of that. One other question I got to answer here. Believe it or not, our hour is up. Uh, wow. Uh, this is a, always a good one. Can I use this music in my podcast? I want to play Eminem. And the answer no. is no. Talk about uh, copyright. What about if I do six seconds? No. No. You cannot. Well, what if I... No. Well, can, no. I, can I use fair use? Remember, no. fair fair use is the defense you're using in court. So the last time I went to court, it wasn't cheap. So, uh, but no, you can't. What if I, no. What if I, no. No. No, you cannot legally use it. But so-and-so did. Yes, they did. It's illegal. It's it's thin ice. Feel free to skate on it as much as you want, but there's no legal way. Unless, unless you want to spend nine months, which is what Dan Miller did, to get permission to play Taking Care of Business. Or if you're Brian Ibbett, who I believe spends somewhere between a thousand and two thousand dollars a year to do Coverville. So it's and, and even that he'll admit he's not officially kind of uh, legal, but he's it's the best he can do because the music industry doesn't know what to do with a podcast. So Ramona, people can find you over at podcastwebsites.com and uh, anything else, tinypotters.com. Yeah, please listen, because the kids are adorable. I'm biased, but I think they're awesome. <laughs> they're part of Kids Listen, by the way, which is a great co-op of kid-led um, podcasts, like the NPR podcasts, um, independent podcasts. We've all kind of joined together to produce great content for kids, because we have found, studies have found that it's better for kids to listen than to watch. Um, so if you want quality content for tiny humans in your life, big and small, go to kidslisten.org. Awesome. And we're here every Saturday, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Thanks. And if you're here live, stick around. We got some more post show coming right up.